the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. Many people today are living lives that fall short of what they truly desire. According to today's guest, Kimberly Friedmutter, we have the ability to design the life of our dreams, and the power lies within us. Kimberly works with Hollywood A-listers, politicians, CEOs, and titans of industry to help them connect to their subconscious in order to get what they truly want out of life. According to Kimberly, everyone has the birthright to expect the exceptional. Kimberly is a board-certified master hypnotist, an NLP trainer, who has appeared on Entertainment Tonight, The Doctors, TLC, and CNN, among other media outlets. She is the author of the book, Subconscious Power, Use Your Inner Mind to Create the Life You've Always Wanted. Welcome, Kimberly. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks. Nice to meet you, Joan. So, Kimberly, let's start off this conversation by talking about the subconscious mind. How does the subconscious mind differ from the conscious mind? So the conscious mind and the conscious part of us is our task maker and our calendar keeper and the part of us that makes our meetings and makes conscious choices and decisions, whereas the subconscious is the good part, if you were to ask me. (laughs) I would say that that's the touchy-feely part. The part that does everything else, which is so much, if you think about it, all of your memories, your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, um, what you plan to do with yourself, you know, everything that you could like focus on symbolism, morality, uh, like I said, faith and belief, everything that you, you know, finding lost items. I mean, simple things like practical things, but simple things like, um, Oh, gosh, finding great parking spaces, being led a certain way, your intrinsic value system, again, morality, anytime, you know how you see like a, this is kind of a little fun exercise, you see a a peace sign, and what do you think? You think peace, and you think safety, and you think calm. Those are all uh, associations that are made in the subconscious. And so you can see how heavily burdened that part of our mind is, right? (laughs) carries the weight for us, whereas the conscious mind just kind of says, okay, appointment at 12, better hop in your car and get there. So it's really, I think, fascinating that we we don't really focus, nor have people really focused so much on the subconscious mind up until now we've become so mindful. And you know, you've right. seen the shift, and especially since COVID, everybody's been you know, really trying to get in and see what makes us tick. And it is that part of the mind that's so unique and special. Well, and that's what's so interesting about what you're saying because so many people that I work with are saying that, you know, we spend about 95% of the time in the subconscious mind and and 5% in the conscious. And they're all telling us to learn to shift into being mindful and conscious. So tell us more about how the subconscious mind gets programmed. So you have inside of you an inner stenographer. And I liken it to a little eight-year-old child inside of you. And the reason I do this is because the subconscious is 100%, as I mentioned before, moral. It tells it like it is. It doesn't sugarcoat things. It really is 
the part of our mind that is childlike in the sense, if you remember when you were eight, and it doesn't even matter that it's exactly eight, maybe you remember six, maybe you remember 11, it doesn't really make a difference. It's that time period where the truth is just the truth. You say what you think. It's just before we get PC and learn to play well with others. And so we don't skew and we don't have an agenda and we don't really we're very selfish. The subconscious mind is all about itself, which is what I love about the book because it's it's the most selfish book you'll ever buy. It's mm-hmm. only about you, not your neighbor, not your family, none of that. But what happens is that little part of us, the eight-year-old, never sleeps. So you know that you dream. That's your subconscious. You know that you daydream. That's your subconscious. The subconscious runs your body. You don't think about it. It's all of those parts that are underneath, hence sub conscious underneath it's like the screensaver you know how your your computer or your laptop you look at it and you see that it is so that would be the conscious mind and when it runs it just runs but there's all kinds of workings in the background there's all kinds of mechanisms at play in the background and that would be like what the subconscious is and so I 100% believe that we're zoning in too much and we need to zone out. That's the big play here. Zoning out is where greatness comes from. If you look at history, people like Mozart were addicted to trance. They were addicted to hypnosis because that's where he would compose his operas from. That's where it's like a portal. It's, some people call it channeling. Other people call it inspiration. Whatever the term is for you, that's where those things come from. So when Johnny is looking out the window and you're trying to get his attention to come back in the room and stop daydreaming, leave him alone. He's in his great space there. That's his power place. Mm -hmm. So can you offer a few strategies? You just mentioned meditation, a a trance-like state. Are, Are there other ways that we can tap into this power? So meditation, a lot of people ask, and I appreciate you asking that. Meditation is the opposite, basically, of hypnosis. They're similar in the the fact that they start the same. So I would say close your eyes and go within. And that going within is simply getting aligned. That's feeling the you inside of you where the noise is outside of you, right? You know the feeling. And from that point on with meditation, you're zoning in so that you're bringing, you're, you're focusing on your thought and you're putting, I'm sorry, you're focusing on your breath and you're putting thoughts at bay. With hypnosis and trance, it's exactly the opposite. You're starting the same, close your eyes and go within, but you're zoning out. You're allowing all of those thoughts to just come flooding in, not to be confused with keeping them at bay. We're zoning out, so we're letting everything just come as it does. We're letting kind of like the universe take over. You're letting your thoughts skip around like little clouds on a bright, sunny day. You know, it's all of those It's all of those things that come to you. You know, when things come up from the subconscious, like, oh, you better call your aunt. Oh, you know, make sure that you remember to, you know, check the expiration date on the milk. All of those things are super important guidance tools. Those aren't just willy-nilly things not to pay attention to. How many times do you think, oh, I better call my aunt, and then all of a sudden you do think to make that phone call. You make it to the phone, make the call, and she says, oh, my gosh, I was just thinking about you. Or, oh, I'm so glad you called because your uncle needs to ask you something. Those are not for nothing. When, when I say get in touch with that subconscious, I am basically saying, do you want an easy life or do you want a more difficult life? Because when you tap in, it does the heavy lifting for you. It does that work for you. And I challenge anyone to take one week. I love this exercise. Just take a week and follow your impulses. It's the easiest thing you can do. If your impulse says to go online and buy the book, fantastic. But if it doesn't, I want you to follow that impulse all week long and see what kind of an easy week you have. We have this internal GPS. We have this guidance system. When we listen, it it guides us and it leads us. Now, there's some people who are just mismatchers and they just want to struggle or swim upstream. They like that. They like the resistance. They like time under tension. That's This book is not for that reader. Mm-hmm. This book is for the person who wants an easy life. I kid you not. I didn't always do this. I've done a thousand other things. But when I got to this and when I became a hypnotherapist and when I saw the transformation in my private practice of clients, I couldn't believe it. I was so wowed. And then Simon & Schuster asked me to write the book for them, which I did. 
It's been the best thing ever. It's it's easy. It's fast. Nothing takes more than a few seconds to do. It's it's the easiest way. You already have the mechanism. You have the workings. That's the beautiful thing about it. And sometimes women like to corner the market on intuition and gut instinct and all that. And we joke around with it, you know, women's instincts. But the truth is we all have it. And the truth is we come into this experience with it. And so it doesn't matter in age. My father's 91 and he's reading it and he's wowed. You know, these are conversations he and I have never really had. But in book form, he can read it and really, you know, get in touch with his subconscious. doesn't matter if you're 10. I'd love to just tell you a couple of the lists that the book hit, which shows you the breadth of, because I say, if you have a brain, you're in the game. We all have this. You know, some people, oh, I don't feel that intuitive. Read the book. It's just that you're not tapping into it yet. It's all there. I mean, it's this valuable, valuable resource we have right in those you know, four to six square inches in our mind. So Kimberly, let me just ask you to back up for a moment. You you write about six principles of subconscious power in your book, and you've touched on yeah. some of these, but can you just bring us through these six principles very briefly, just to give us an overview? Sure. You've got it. So the first principle is come into accountability. And this is about every protocol. You know, you can't go to, from point A to point B if we don't know where point A is. So it's just about getting really honest. You know, I'm a schmuck. I'm I'm fantastic. Whatever your thing is, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. whatever your real accountability is, whatever you think about yourself, the missteps, you know, I say warts and all, all of it. That's And, and by accountability, it's, you're not let, writing letters, you're not calling anybody. It's really just self-inventory, super easy to do. Principle two is tap into your subconscious power. I guide you through this. We all have it. We've all felt those moments where you just knew you were right. You know, when you said, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Maybe you didn't listen, but you knew what you knew. And that's this part. Principle three is moving toward or away. Now, this is very interesting because people don't necessarily think about their trajectory. Where do you go? Do you fling yourself towards things because you're running away from something? Typically, like, you know, I look at people who move a lot and I say, oh, are you leaving that because you you don't want that anymore? Or are you mindfully heading to something that you do want? This is a perspective exercise. Look at how you run your life. And this is, you know, all just, again, taking really great inventory. Principle four, judge thyself and thy neighbor. We've let our judgment slide. We're afraid to judge. We are afraid to I guess, own our own ecology and own our own sense of agency. When I think, is this person good for me? There's a whole exercise in here to know when you meet people, are they good for you in the short term, the midterm or the long term? Is this project good for me? Should I change jobs? Is this location good for me? These are all things that you have inside of you in your internal mechanism. Principle five, give to get. Now, women love this one. You know, we're inherent givers, mothers especially. We give until we we have no more. You must get. You must, must receive. There's a real vacuum in that with females and especially mothers. We're over givers. We exhaust ourselves. It's a symbiotic thing in the universe. You must get in order to give. Principle six, play big. We need everybody on board. We need everybody to be the best everybody we can be. When you do great, Joan, I do great. When I do great, someone else does great. All boats rise in high tide. This is that chapter. It's no time to be coy. It's no time to play small. It's no time to have excuses. It's got to be now. And when we roll up our sleeves and we put our nose to the grindstone, we can all get there. And it doesn't have to be hard. One of my big mantras is what if it's easy? And although that's not a principle, it's prevalent through the book. Mm -hmm. What if it's easy is you have two perspectives. It can be easy or it can be difficult. You choose and you'll be right either way. I choose easy. You know, there's time and time and time again and examples over examples in the book where simple things like, oh, during the recession, you know, a client wanted to sell their house. Oh, my husband says, no, it's going to be so difficult. Listen, put it on the market. See what happens. They didn't even have to do that. A lady walks by and says, oh, my gosh, I see the for sale sign. I've loved this house this whole time. What do you want for it? I want to buy this house. Everything can be as simple as one, two, three, if that's the perspective you come at it from. Things are going to be hard, of course, but you can make them also fun and feel easy. And, you know, I'm listening to you and everything that you've written about, it's what I intuitively do in my life. I have the same philosophy as you. Why do you need to make things so difficult? They're, they're not as challenging as people make them. 
Yes, and you, you hit the nail on the head because here's the thing. We have it in us, and you just touched on that, that you already automatically do this. This book is simply a manual, how to guide and work what you already have. You don't have to go out and buy anything. Again, it's not uh, laborious. I say it's fast, cheap, and easy. I love quick. I don't love journaling. Journaling's great for some, not great for others. I love just having it be right in my head, right in my thoughts. It's like the perfect, it feels so natural. Like you read the book and you go, oh my gosh, that's me. This story is me. I totally get this. And these hacks are as easy as we can do one um, right now, if you'd like. It's so easy. I'd love to just demonstrate how quick it is. Yes. I was going to ask you to share one or two of your favorite hacks. So that's great. Thank you. Yeah. So, okay. So what I love about this one is the, the broadness of it. It's got such breadth. So what happens is if you have a negative emotion, let's just say that you're angry, you're frustrated, you're jealous, you're annoyed, you're disturbed, you can't sleep, whatever that negative emotion is, anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, it doesn't matter. Go ahead and focus on a point in front of you and look at that point. It can be anything. You can be driving. You can be reading. It doesn't matter. This is a, this is a perfect, holistic, non-invasive exercise. Just stare at a point in front of you and allow your eyesight to diffuse into peripheral vision. So this means you're softening your focus. You're allowing your eyesight to move simultaneously to the left and to the right. And for listeners who have trouble attaining this, just put your hands in front of you and wiggle your fingers until you're bringing them to the sides of your vision and you can see both of them at the same time wiggling. So you can see how that feels. What happens when you go into peripheral vision is we can't think two thoughts at the same time. So when we're doing this exercise, it literally sucks like a vacuum out that negative emotion. You can't connect to it anymore. And you can feel that. And you may even, if I watched your body do this, you you may even straighten up. You may broaden your shoulders. You may relax your shoulders up and back and down. And you may feel better now because you can't access that negative emotion. This is fantastic when you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't sleep. You don't have to have your eyes open to do this exercise. You can close your eyes if you want to practice this now. Close your eyes and imagine that focal point and then imagine bringing your eyes to periphery. You feel how that works? Mm -hmm. So easy. And And you can't access. So if I associated you into a negative Um, feeling or an emotion before we did this exercise, then you would feel that go away. It's easy, you know, excuse me, super easy to do with the negative emotion, you know, in mind, because that's when you want to use it. You want to use it at the beginning of a panic attack or anxiety attack or something like that. You really want to look at, at focusing on a point and spreading that eyesight into peripheral vision and then see where the emotion is and you'll see that you can't access it. This is great also for finding good parking spaces. We know how important that can be. Kimberly, how long should we stay in this? How long do we need to keep this up? So you can live in it. I wouldn't perform surgery in it, but you can live in this state because what happens is it's also called the training state. So when you're reading, if you read in peripheral vision, you'll retain that information. It's also um, very much used for public speaking. People that go up to a podium or they're speaking at a microphone, they look out at the audience and they don't want to focus. And so that's one of the the tips and tricks. You know, I don't know how many people are interested in public speaking, but Mm -hmm. it helps alleviate fear, you know, what they say about it. (laughs) It's so scary. And I actually was hypnotized. The very first time I was hypnotized was hypnotized for fear of public speaking. So I know, I know the fear well. And um, I remember being afraid of walking across the stage in my heels. And Mm -hmm. I thought, Oh my gosh, am I going to just slide right off the stage into the abyss, you know, of public speaking and, you know, all the fears that are associated with that. And so I sought out a hypnotherapist and she had a session with me and I fear no more, my friend fear no more. (laughs) Well, you know, Kimberly, I I want to share a story with you because I think you'll get a kick out of this, but I think it's also important for our listeners. The first time that I was scheduled to be hypnotized, I had never done this. And I'm a real type A, you know, I need to approach everything intellectually. So my only experience with hypnotherapy had been those shows that I'd seen where someone would get up on stage and cluck like a chicken. And my greatest fear was that the person was going to slip something into my mind subliminally that I wouldn't be able to control. And so I spent the night before reading everything I could read on hypnotherapy, I was panicked going in because I didn't know what would happen. 
And I have to tell you, it was the best experience of my life. You are fully aware of everything that is going on at all times. No one is slipping anything into your mind. And it actually helped me heal from tremendous loss and grief and grief from loss in my life. So I recommend that Um, everyone does it at least once. It it was a wonderful experience. Well, what's neat about self-hypnosis is you're doing it to yourself. You know, right. first first and foremost is just to clarify is that no one can make you do anything that you don't want to do, right. period, no matter how. You know, it's just not true. What's fun about stage show hypnosis, and as you know, I live in Las Vegas, and so I'm well aware of the shows <laughs> and all of that. Chris, An- Chris Angel's a neighbor. And so what happens is what's funny about it is, you know, this is stage show hypnosis that you, you know, were afraid of. And again, it is stage show hypnosis. The other, the hypnosis I, you know, participate in is clinical hypnosis. So big, right. big, big difference. Just a shift of perspective and a simple shift of how you think about things is always hypnosis just to show you how we're hypnotized staring at a fireplace, mesmerized, watching children kick a ball, mesmerized, long stretches of highway where you don't really consciously think of getting from point A to point B, hypnotized. So all of these these moments in trance are just natural moments. We're naturally wired to do this because, again, the screensaver has to come on in order to give us reprieve. And so trance is the most natural state. You know that feeling right before, and I know I'm singing to the choir because you've had hypnosis, but for those of you who haven't, you know that little feeling before you fade off to sleep where everything's kind of perfect and you're in Mm -hmm. that floaty space, and then that same feeling when you start to come back up from sleep, all of that is trance. And of course, there's different levels. My husband was hypnotized and he laid on the couch, not by me, but by one of my colleagues. He laid on the couch with his hands behind his head with his baseball cap on. He didn't close his eyes. He just laid there and stared straight ahead. And he lost 60 pounds at the time. Um, He was going for weight loss. And it was about a 20-minute session. And it was the most fabulous thing for him. And he's very linear and analytical. He's an architect. And if it's not on the page, it's not on the stage. And he's numbers and lines. And, you know, just like you, approaching everything intellectually. And it worked beautifully for him. So you can't unring a bell like that. You know, when you're open to anything and flexible about anything like that, and it's obviously ecological. You know, we don't we don't worry about things that aren't ecological or, you know, somehow take your power away because your mind won't absorb that anyway. It just won't. It just knocks it right out of the out of play. So it's not even an issue. And Kimberly, one thing I want to make sure we get in before we run out of time. In today's age of COVID, everyone is concerned about trying to stay healthy. And there is a, a mind-body connection. So how can all of this information play into us remaining as healthy as possible? If you keep the perspective that we're all doing the best we can, that's just a natural, that's actually a forgiveness perspective. And and when you have the perspective of like what I like to call the God perspective, and you can call it whatever you want, but it's just where you're up high looking down. If you just imagine now closing your eyes, and going within, which is just getting settled and getting aligned. And imagine yourself floating up above the surface. So floating up, let's say, to 10,000 feet looking down. Let's just make it mid-height. So you're looking down and just imagine that everyone's doing the best they can now. Feel that feeling. Feel what it feels like to look down on us. So you don't see the entire planet. You're just high looking down. And we're all doing the best we can. And we're all going through the same thing. And then zoom up higher. I want you to see the planet. I want you to go astral. So go up high like stars and planets and look down at our planet. And I want you to feel the love that you have for that beautiful green and blue marble. And look at that marble and just know how long and how sturdy that marble is, how long that marble's been here, how long Mother Earth has survived, how many things Mother Earth has been through. And as you look at her, I want you to pour your love out, almost like out of a pitcher, like water onto the planet and pouring this love that you have for this planet and the people on it who inhabit it and the animals and just the the whole Earth itself. Feel the power of that connection. And as you start to float back down onto planet Earth and you start to go now through the atmosphere, 
down through the sky, through the clouds, and into your town, into your home, and seated in your home, in your chair, or in your bed, or wherever you want to land. Carry that thought with you of how big systems are and how perfectly we fit in, how we just slot into the plan. We're a tiny part of the big, big plan and this big, powerful, beautiful plan. And see how you feel that the fear has disappeared now and how the pain has disappeared now and how the worry has disappeared now. And then slowly open your eyes and come back into the room. Those perspective shifts are so powerful because the truth is, is we're not just our experience. We're all our experience. We're part of a bigger picture. And anytime you take that, what I like to call God perspective, and you zoom up high and you look down, is it does give you a different perspective. I don't know if you have a pet, but if you have a pet, lay on the floor sometime and get your eyes about four inches off the floor and look at the world from there. Like even just the pet's world, your bedroom, your office, whatever. (laughs) And it's fascinating the things you see. You might see little dust bunnies underneath the bed. You might see, like, <laughs> the perspective. The perspective gives you a whole other world open to your, you know, your own experience. It's so much fun. The book is Subconscious Power: Use Your Inner Mind to Create the Life You've Always Wanted. If you'd like to get more information about Kimberly and her work, you can visit kimberlyfriedmutter.com. Kimberly, in about thirty seconds or less, what's the takeaway? What would you like to leave our listeners with? What I would love to leave the listeners with is that you have everything you need all encapsulized in your mind. And if you have frustration, sadness, you feel depressed, you can't sleep, anger, annoyance, disturbance, especially now, please, please, please give yourself that reprieve because your own mechanism is waiting for you to use it and for you to appreciate it. And I urge you to please, please, please tap into your greatest resource that you yourself have and enjoy the ride because you can do that. It's it's there for the taking. It's all yours. Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Joan. Nice to speak with you. This is Conversations with Joan. Stay with us. We'll be right back. How much can the right foods do for you? A lot more than weight control. The right foods can increase your energy, improve your outlook, and strengthen your body's natural defenses. What foods can do all that? Primo Health Solutions will show you using metabolic typing. This remarkable program lets your body tell you what it needs to work best. Call them today at 347-903-7030. That's 347-903-7030. Or go to PrimoHealthSolutions.com. Using metabolic typing, Primo Health Solutions will let your body work best. Do you allow fear to stop you dead in your tracks whenever you think about trying something new? Does that voice in your head conjure up a list of reasons to be inactive while you shouldn't try to accomplish a goal? Hi, this is Joan Herman here with a lesson learned while earning my PhD in life. It's time to face your fears and step out of your comfort zone. For most of my life, I was that person, too afraid to take a chance, self-sabotaging myself at every turn. I had a reason for every roadblock that I built. I allowed fear to govern my life. It took a major life upheaval and a lot of soul searching to get me to change my ways. And when I did, I realized that I hadn't really lived. I played it safe and simply survived. Over the course of the past decade, I have had the opportunity to interview people that have inspired and challenged me to step outside of the comfort zone I called life. I met warriors who have overcome tremendous challenges and displayed courage that most can only imagine. They changed my way of thinking. Some of these people were born without arms and legs or feet or hands. Others have lost their vision or the ability to walk, and others have survived horrific trauma and now live their life in service to others. Every one of these people had every right to live in fear as they faced unfathomable challenges, but they all chose to confront their limitations and achieve what many would consider to be impossible. They understood that fear is nothing more than a mindset, a perception, false evidence appearing real. They taught me that each time we face our fears, we gain strength, courage, and confidence in the doing. So the next time you're faced with an overwhelming challenge, an opportunity to try something new, or the chance to step out of your comfort zone, how do you push fear aside and take action? First, 
Evaluate the driving force behind your fear. Is it a real consideration or something that you've created in your mind? Then make a list of your concerns and attack them one by one. Ask yourself, what is the worst thing that can happen? And by the way, it usually doesn't. Then develop a plan of action. What is your goal and how will you achieve it? Empower yourself with knowledge. And finally, muster up the courage to take a chance. The best plans are meaningless without action. As the explorer Christopher Columbus said, you can never cross the ocean until you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. Remember, it isn't the end result that matters. It's the journey. And you just may enjoy the ride. Thank you for spending this time with me. For more inspiring tips, visit joanherman.com. Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for staying with us. My next guest, Kimberly Meredith, is a medical intuitive who is gaining recognition as one of the world's most gifted medical mediumship healers and spiritual speakers. People come from all over the world to work with her. Kimberly has received extensive media attention and she hosts her own syndicated radio program, The Medical Intuitive Miracle Show. She is the author of the book, Coronavirus Top 21 Tips for Protection. Welcome, Kimberly. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So Kimberly, for our listeners who may not be familiar with the term, what is a medical intuitive and what do you do? Well, a medical intuitive is somebody that can connect the dots, go into the body and come up with it's exactly wrong with you from maybe the beginning of birth to the present moment, physically, emotionally, and intuitively inside of your body. So who would be a good person to come to you? What type of people seek your help? Anybody, anybody that has any kind of emotional, physical illness. So you have a new book out now that's called Coronavirus, Top 21 Tips for Protection. Tell us about this book. The book is really cool. It has a lot of current top tips about how to protect yourself in a third dimensional world where we have a lot of pollution, we have a lot of global um, toxic environment going on, and I go in and I talk about how to boost your immune system, not only spiritually connecting to a God frequency of through meditation, because when we raise our cortisol, which is going into a fear of getting COVID-19, um, which lowers your immune system, I go into a lot of meditation in the book. I'm also really into one of my tips is throwing out the plastic. So plastic contains um, fossil fuel. So many people ingest about five credit cards a day in their body ingesting plastic. And plastic is in um, water, drinking out of plastic bottles, not looking at ways of using filters. I talk about different types of filters in the book. And I talk about how many people are still drinking out of tap water and how many people are taking showers out of um, not having filters on their showers. And so how it's really important, whether you've got COVID-19 or you've got an immune suppressed condition, which that is COVID-19, we are way before COVID-19 even came out, we were still not looking at the whole body um, and the whole body, meaning that our environment was really having a big, big, big push of toxic exposure. Even our ocean is filled with toxic exposure where fish is really not a great thing to be eating also. So in the book, I go into really helpful tools. It's a very simple book. It's a 60-page read, and um, it's also on audio. If you don't like to read, you can also get it on audio, which is on Amazon. And um, I talk about vitamins, too, but vitamins are really great to, to take right now. And there's so many vitamins and so many vitamin brands. I don't sell any of this stuff. I just direct people where to go get the best stuff. And I talk about how we don't really get enough vitamin D because the sun is really not the sun. It, we have a lot of global warming. So most people, the majority of people are lacking in vitamin D. And there are actually some studies right now that are linking vitamin D to preventing COVID. Absolutely. And so when I have my practice, I have a practice in, in Encino and I also do virtual Skypes around the world. I have an unusual gift um, with my medical mediumship, which is I 
see things through my eyes and my hands, and I can scan people in two and a half minutes. And with that, I don't need to really see you. I can hear you even over the phone. Uh, but with that, um, you are correct, Joan, that if you even don't have COVID, you just have immune suppressed condition, which most people do have immune suppressed conditions right now. They are lacking 25% and under of vitamin D. And it's a really important thing that everybody just gets up every day. So I talk about in the book, just having this ritual that you just get up in the morning, you take your multivitamin, you take an extra vitamin D3, at least 50,000 IUs per week. And so going along with immune system support, you, you talked about meditation, you talked about eliminating the plastics, you've talked about supplements. Is there anything else that you recommend we do to keep our immune system at in top working order? I do have another book coming out also. It's at St. Martin Press mm-hmm. in 2021. It's a full book. And that book is called Awaken to the Fifth Dimension. And that book is about really diving in deep with health secrets, food, miracle healing, scientific studies. I've been studied at IONS Institute, Dr. Norm C. Sheely. And all of this is why I'm saying is about water and other types of studies that I had been put through. And water is a very big source of our body. We're made up over 70% of water. And so if you're being contaminated, meaning you're breathing in, you're on chemo or radiation, or you're just uh, drinking your water out of a bad source, you're going to be affected and your immune system is going to be lowered and you're going to start getting lymph nodes, you're brushing your teeth. So in the book, I talk about fluoride. So water has fluoride in it and it has bleach, it has arsenic. So you want to make sure you're getting a good source of water. So basically, I'm really just trying to reach out to the public about really watch out where your water's coming from and your toothpaste and how you're brushing your teeth because it all comes from your mouth, your glands, your chest, your gut. And your gut, so if you're reaching out to you about you know, any kind of immunosuppressed condition, it could be Lyme disease, it could be the COVID, it could be your lungs uh, having um, pneumonia, you want to have a healthy gut. And, you know, most people that are getting really sick right now, it's not to go into fear because I deal with people with COVID all the time and they can be healed. They can rock it out by drinking extra fluids, by feeding up the nutrition with the right vitamins and probiotics. The probiotic that you're on can help your gut health. So, in other words, one of the tips that I talk about in the book is making sure that you are on one of the best probiotics and um, and also having the best water in your house and not taking baths in water that looks brown or toxic water. And people will say, well, I have the best filter system in my home. And that's not always true. Kimberly, when did you realize you had this gift? That's an interesting question because... Um, I didn't know I had the gift, but I was born with a gift. Mm -hmm. I had the gift when I was a baby. My eyes were blinking consistently. And my grandmother, um, who knew I had a gift because she witnessed me doing healings on animals, spontaneous energy work on her. She had chronic asthma. She was very sick. And I would do little healings on her throat and she would feel better. But my mother didn't like that. I was blinking and she would take me um, and say, stop doing that. So I pushed it away. And then as I got older, I was always helping and caregiving with people. But it didn't really occur until 2015. I had a near-death experience in 2013 um, that was horrific. Um, I was hit on foot by a car. And after that accident, my life was completely changed. I came home from a hospital in a wheelchair and my recovery was long. It was over a year and a half in a a wheelchair. And after the recovery in the wheelchair, well, during the recovery in the wheelchair, I became a full-blown trans channel Mm -hmm. and medium. And then I started becoming um, a um, hands-on healer and spiritual teacher. And then I didn't start going out publicly to events and then having a full practice until 2017. And now I'm a full-blown trans-channel healer and have witnessed miraculous healings um, in the last few years with people. Kimberly, are you able to turn it off or do you see 
things around everybody that you're with? No, I am honoring the, I'm honoring the presence of the Holy One. I'm honoring the presence of God. I was raised Catholic and Jewish and the religious part of it is beautiful, but I don't practice one or other religion. I honor all religion, but I don't turn off God. I love God. I love the Holy One. I love the universal presence of one. And I feel that now that this has happened to our country, that we're only moving forward into a universal peace consciousness, Christ consciousness. And every day that I, I didn't shut down where I work, I kept it open and I do the Skypes too. And I feel that that everyone here now, I believe, can accept the power of the higher consciousness and be healed and have peace on earth by forming a mission within themselves and a higher frequency and calling in this beautiful love and that. So I don't want to turn it off. I really don't, Joan. And your book, once again, is Coronavirus Top 21 Tips for Protection. Kimberly, where can our listeners go to get more information about you and your work and programs? Um, my my website is called thehealingtrilogy.com. We have a lot of webinars. We give a lot of them for free. We have a Mother Mary Matrix monthly. Many people come together and we pray. And then they can get the book right on my website, Coronavirus, Top 21 Tips for Protection for free. And if you want to buy the audio, if, if it's hard for you to read, that's on Amazon. And then you can sign up for my pre-sale of the new book on my front of my website. And if you want to book a healing session with me, that's on the front of my website, thehealingtrilogy.com. Kimberly, in about 30 seconds or less, what's the takeaway? What would you like to leave our listeners with? That it's possible for everyone here to experience healing through the fifth dimension. The fifth dimension is love. The fifth dimension is light. The fifth dimension It's peace, it's joy, it's away from a third dimensional chatter. It's away from where we're living right now. When we automatically focus on the present moment with no effort required, we're in a simple state of being. The fifth dimension is where we can have the miraculous healings, and the fifth dimension is where we're headed, and this is where we have an open heart and where we're a child of God. Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Joan. It's a blessing. This is Conversations with Joan. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a magic elixir to melt your anxiety away? Hi, I'm Allison Ayati, owner of Awakened Sound House. I don't know of any magic elixirs that get rid of anxiety, but I do know about a time-tested and scientifically studied technique that relieves the symptoms of anxiety and works so well that it may seem like magic. I'm talking about meditation. Meditation works because it can quiet your overactive mind and bring its focus into the present moment. Chronic anxiety can be debilitating. If you suffer with anxiety, establishing a daily meditation practice can help to relieve your symptoms. Here's the best news. There are many different ways to meditate. Meditation is actually a way of focusing your mind. I'm a sound therapist, so I help people meditate by listening to therapeutic sounds. This easy and effective way to meditate does not require any special skills, but it does depend upon your commitment. If you spend just 20 minutes per day meditating, it won't take long for you to learn to come into the present moment quickly, calmly letting go of repetitive thoughts and easily releasing the tension in your body. In that moment, it will seem like your anxiety magically melted away. You can find free sound meditations on the Awaken Sound Health YouTube channel. For more information or to make a sound therapy appointment, go to awakensoundhealth.com. Sound therapy is not a replacement for medical or psychological intervention. Lower your expectations to lower your stress level. Hi, this is Angela Vlakonchik, and I'm a stress management specialist from Bridge Management Consulting, offering teachable stress management skills. One definition of stress calls it the difference between what you want or expect to happen and what is actually happening right now. You may have thoughts about what you would like to happen in a certain situation, how you would like your friends and family to act. Maybe you even voice that opinion to your child saying, please don't go out with Chris anymore. You know that person isn't good for you. But when you continue to think about how this event isn't working out the way you think it should, you are creating your very own stress event. 
It's how you think about a situation that produces the stress response. It's because you want it to be a certain way and it's not. The solution? Lower your expectations, or better yet, be mindful and don't have any expectations. Have an open mind and don't judge situations negatively if it doesn't result in your desired outcome. You can have preferences, but don't be tied to them occurring in order to be happy and calm. Expect nothing, accept everything. Or as the Buddha said, peace is the death of expectations. For more information on stress relief coaching or webinars, please visit bridgemanagementconsulting.com. Hi, this is Joan Herman. Did you know that Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life publishes a free monthly digital magazine that can be read online or emailed to your inbox? Every month, nationally recognized leaders in their field provide information to educate, inspire, and motivate you. We believe in a holistic approach to life, incorporating mind, body, and spirit. Check out a copy of 24-7 Magazine, visit CYACYL.com, and be sure to tell your friends. live a happy, productive life, but sometimes we just need a little help. Our Coach On Call experts provide strategies to help you live your best life now. Joining me today is Linda Mitchell, a certified transition coach, reinvention expert, and speaker. Linda empowers people who are stuck, overwhelmed, or ready for change to release the struggle, gain clarity, and evolve to their highest purpose as they move through life's challenges and transitions. She is here today to discuss a path to healing from shock and trauma. Welcome, Linda. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me back, Joan. Linda, we've all experienced shock and trauma, and many of us are living through it right now. How do we process shock and trauma in a way that helps us heal? Somewhere along this journey, we'll all encounter some type of adversity, trauma, or crisis that challenges or even changes us. Learning to process shock and trauma is critical to returning to some semblance of normalcy. And the process begins with self-compassion and honoring your feelings. I always say, give yourself some space and some grace. Pain, grief, or trauma can leave deep imprints on us that can even alter our identity if we keep reliving it without healing from it. Unresolved emotions and issues land in our tissues, causing physical pain, which just compounds the hardship. We may never forget life-altering circumstances, but learning to heal is vital. Some people tend to shut the whole world out, hiding from reality, but this just encourages marinating in the pain. And this won't work for long because it's not a healthy strategy. So be gentle with yourself. Treat yourself as you would treat your best friend. Accept loving gestures and favors from others who want to help. This is a good place to start. What does the path to healing look like? What steps do you recommend? Well, the first step we just discussed, and step two, is to allow emotions to surface. And actually, this is true all the way through the healing process. Be real. Don't stifle your emotions. Acknowledge them. You can't dance around difficult emotions. You have to move through them. Distracting yourself or stuffing emotions simply means they'll reappear again later. Dealing is healing. Stuffing is postponing the inevitable. Step three is to resist the temptation to self-medicate and instead create a plan of action to move you forward. You know, tempting escapes like comfort food, alcohol, smoking, recreational drugs, or even shopping only feel good in the moment and typically result in feeling a lot worse afterwards. The last thing you need is to pile on guilt, shame, or self-loathing. Instead, take baby steps towards the goals that lift you up. Little things go a long way. Like take a walk in nature, call a friend, enjoy a healthy, nourishing meal, but don't expect perfection. I tell my clients, use the 51% rule. If you're doing something good for yourself 51% of the time, that's technically the majority of the time. Celebrate that and take another small, helpful step forward. It's about progress, not perfection. And step four is to find an uplifting spiritual practice. Things like yoga, dance, journaling, reading spiritual or uplifting messages, practicing meditation or prayer, playing music, creating art, or really anything that lifts you up and allows for quiet reflection. These bolster the connection to your inner wisdom. And step five is to practice gratitude. And now that may sound unthinkable in certain circumstances, but gratitude assists healing. And those who find things to be grateful for, even in difficult times, 
create a faster and easier path to healing and feeling whole again. Every day, strive to identify at least one good thing in your life. Try these steps to regain balance, wholeness, and healing. Linda, you like to say that our issues land in our tissues, and I know that you're also a licensed massage therapist, so can you explain to us what that statement means? Yeah, absolutely. When we experience shock, trauma, or even normal daily difficult issues, it's our physical bodies that take the brunt of our emotional pain. I've seen this over and over again. When we don't move through the steps outlined above, then the emotions and the pain need to go somewhere, right? So they land in our bodies. Unresolved emotional pain and issues land in our tissues, manifesting as aches, pains, injuries, and disease. Look at the word disease. It's dis ease. Our outer landscape, which are our bodies, are a direct reflection of our inner landscape, which are our minds, beliefs, issues, and emotions. So if you're someone, for example, who feels they must always be in control, good chance you'll have a tight, stiff, or tense neck because control issues land in the neck. If you take on a lot of responsibility and feel a great sense of obligation to others, your shoulders and upper traps will often be tight and knotty. Perfectionists who can't give themselves a break often have right shoulder issues. If you're dealing with financial worries or issues of safety and security, the low back is what's often affected. Unresolved shock and trauma find their way into our bodies unless we allow ourselves to process and heal. So I encourage people to follow the steps we discussed because everyone deserves to heal fully, live fully, and bring back the joy of life. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. If you would like to learn more about Linda and her work, you can visit livinginspiredcoaching.com. Or as always, to hear more from Linda, you can visit our website, cyacyl.com slash Linda. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, listen to past shows on demand, read the digital magazine, sign up for our mailing list, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. The preceding pre-recorded program sponsored by Maximilian Communications, LLC.